Hello, magical souls, and welcome to the Embodied Wisdom Podcast. This is where we dive deep into the wisdom of our bodies in sex, love, and relationship, tantra, kink, wealth consciousness, primal embodiment, and so much more. Hi, my name is Michaela. I'm a sex, love, and relationship coach a tantric yoga teacher, and a lover of all things play and passion. So come along with me, open your ears, open your heart, and let's dive deep together. Sacred Mother, from you all does emerge, and unto you all does return. Welcome, loves, to this such, such a special episode today. This is the path of the underworld priestess, and we are talking all about the path of a nana. And if you haven't heard about a nana, don't worry. We're going to learn about her story today and learn about the rituals that you can do to bring her story more fully to life within your own body, your own mind, and your own heart. Because stories, although they are told many, many times in many different ways, they're like maps. Maps for our own psyches, these deep underground parts of ourselves that we can't always see when we're living in the topside world. And so Anana's story is about traveling the map from the upper world to the underworld. Coming to terms with the deepest, darkest parts of you releasing what no longer serves you and reclaiming your rightful spot as queen or non-binary royalty in the world. More fulfilled, more powerful than you ever imagined possible. So if you've ever felt like you're living this life, maybe you have a great job, an amazing family, community, all the things that you desire, but something feels like it's missing. Or maybe you don't have any of that and you are longing for the things that you want in your life, but you can't seem to get to this place of feeling truly in your power and feeling the fullness of how worthy you are of love, simply by being you. Either way, this story is of a massive value to you. Because by traveling to those deepest parts, we release what our life looks like on the outside, and we get clear 
on what exists within the mystery. And we go from there. So let's begin. The story of Inanna, goddess of fertility, social justice, love. She is a warrior. A goddess that brings life and beauty into the world. And one day, she hears a call from her sister, Ereshkigal, who lives in the underworld as the dark goddess. And when she hears this call, she puts her ear to the ground and she listens. So as you begin to intertwine your life with the story and the life of Anana, you can put your ear to the ground and listen. Listen to the calls of the underworld what they are calling you to do, who they are calling you to be. And so when she hears the call, she simply decides that she must go. And there is such power in this. There's such women's wisdom in this to hear the call and to know. And to her dearest friend, Ninshubar, when she tells, tells her that she's going, she can't imagine why. She has this beautiful life and these beautiful things, and she's queen of the topside world and all these things. And why would she possibly want to go? Why would she possibly want to go to this dark, scary place of the underworld? She has so much here. What more could she possibly want? But Inanna knows, and there's such wisdom in that, for a woman to say, it is time for me to go, and she simply goes. And so Ninshubar doesn't fully understand, but she says, all right, well, I'll support you, and I'll be here for you when you get back. And to find this sort of force in your life, whether it's a friend or community, Simply an energy that can watch over you while you descend into the underworld. And so, as Anana arrives at the first gate, she leaves Ninshubar behind because there are seven gates to the underworld, just as there are seven chakras. And so as she begins this journey, this descent, she arrives at the first gate. And just as she is about to walk through, her crown is snatched off of her head. And she says, what is this? And she hears a voice that says, quiet Anana, 
everything is perfect in the underworld. And she is just taken aback. This is her crown. She is a fucking queen. How could you possibly take her crown? This is ridiculous. And she hears again, quiet Anana. The ways of the underworld are perfect. And so, reluctantly, she says, well, I didn't want to give up my crown, but I really need to follow this call. And so she goes on. And at the second gate, again, something is snatched from her. And again, she says, what is this? And again, she hears, quiet Anana. Everything is perfect in the underworld. And as she goes through each gate, her sense of self is questioned. Who is she without her crown? Who is she without her beautiful jewels? Who is she without her breastplate of armor? Who is she when all of these things that mean so much to her, that give her so much value in the topside world, who is she without these things? And you can begin to ask yourself the same questions. Who are you without your job? Who are you without your family, your kids, your life? And continue on because this is a journey and to hear the call and to go is more powerful than any worldly values that you may be leaving behind. And as she resumes her journey and at each gate she becomes less and less clear of who she is or was or why she's even here. And by the last gate, when she's asked who she is and why she's come here, she says nothing. And that's the right answer. And so at the final gate, she's stripped of her clothing and she enters into the realm of the underworld, naked and alone. And as soon as she enters this realm of the underworld, she comes face to face with Ereshkigal, the goddess of the underworld. And they lock eyes. And in that moment, she falls dead on the ground. And in the moment that you enter the realm where you are no longer who you thought you were, take a moment to look your own eye in the mirror 
and see the dark goddess, this eternal, mysterious force looking back at you. Allow yourself, the you that you once knew, to die. And so, Anana is a corpse, and she is hung on a hook in the underworld. And her corpse turns green and is smelly and pretty disgusting. And here she is, this corpse, and she submit, she has submitted her divine powers as a goddess and queen to experience the suffering, this human suffering of death, simply because she knew she had to be her. She knew this is where she's meant to be. And from the outside, she's dead this rotting, disgusting corpse. But on the inside, on the inside for three days and for three nights as she hangs here on this hook, on the inside, there is a profound quiet. And in this quiet space, she dances and she is in divine ecstasy because here there is nothing. And in the pure nothingness is the pure essence of all that she is. And so when you find yourself in this space, stripped of all that you are, dead, drop into this space. Notice, if you can notice, the vast emptiness, the mystery inside of you. Let yourself fall and be in this space for as long as you can. And after those three days, Ninshubar, back in the topside world, starts to worry and starts to beat the drum of grief as she has known it has been too long and Anana must have died. For anyone that stays longer than three days in the underworld surely must be dead. But Ninshubar is loyal to her friend, and she goes to many people to see if they can help Anana. And the first two turn her down, saying, Oh, well, Anana, she's a smart girl, and she has all these beautiful things, and yet she chose to go there. How silly of her. We cannot help. We cannot do anything. And then Ninshubar goes to Enti, the father, 
and she tells the story and, and he listens, the loving ear. And Ninshivar is so worried, what can she do for her friend? And so Enti says, ah, well, everything is not always as it seems. And so he crafts two little creatures, Galatar and Kubara. As these are the allies of Anana, as she is a warrior goddess, and all warriors have allies. And so he tells these two creatures, these unseen, formless little things, that they must go down, down into the underworld, all the way through the seven gates, all the way to where Anana is hanging there as a corpse. And there they will find the dark goddess Ereshkigal giving birth. And they must give her the empathy that she needs. And they must accept nothing in return except for the corpse of Anana. And so being these good little ally creatures that they are, they go down and they skip all the way past the seven gates because they are so small. And they go and they find Anana there hanging as a corpse and Ereshkigal giving birth. And she is in labor and she calls out, oh, oh my back, oh. And these little creatures, Galatar and Kubara, they say, oh yes, oh mother, you're back, yes. You are in so much pain, we can see you. And she says, oh, 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 my, my, my pussy, my womb. And they said, oh gosh, yes, mother, you are expanding. Oh my goodness, this must be so painful for you. We hear you. And she says, oh, my heart, my heart is breaking. My heart is breaking wide open. And the creatures repeat back to her, yes, mother, your heart, your heart, it's breaking. Yes, we hear you. And as she gives birth, she is so grateful for these creatures because she has finally felt, she has been seen and heard. And that is the key that unlocks something beyond all worldly desires. When in the darkest of dark places, you give compassion, you give empathy, you hear and listen to those places in yourself, the places in others, the places in the world that are crying, that are in pain, that are dying and birthing at the same time. And through that, there comes this turning point where Ereshkigal, this glorious dark goddess, has a moment of compassion for these little creatures. And so she offers them all of the riches and all of the goods that she can offer them. And they say, no, no, thank you. We would not like that. She says, well, what, what do you want then? 
And they say, we want the corpse of Inanna. <laughs> and she laughs. <laughs> that thing? <laughs> why, why would you want that? Sure, take it. And so they breathe new life and new breath into the body, into this corpse. And Inanna is reborn once again. And now she must make the ascent up the seven gates from which she came. And at each gate, she reclaims something. However, it may look very different than what it looked like before. And she does not always know what that will look like. But she reclaims something, something of more value to her than she ever thought possible at each gate. And she arrives in the topside world and greets Ninshubar in a glorious reunion as she has died and been reborn. And as she returns, there is no choice. But then to have somebody take her place. And so her husband, the king, is taken to the underworld. And it is said that for six months of the year, he remains there in the underworld and she rolls the land when springtime comes and when all things grow. And for six months of the year, she returns to be in the darkness, to dance in the great mystery of the unknown. And so it is that there are the cycles and the seasons of life and death and life once again. And this is all well and all good. And you may notice that as the days and months and years pass, that you too have these inner cycles of growth, of fertility, of life, and of death, of loss, of emptying. And without this story, without this map, to understand that this is all, all part of it, we can get lost in the chaos and feel there is no rhythm and no meaning to all of this death, and no meaning to all of these things and all this goodness around us. And yet, when we remember this story, when we live this story, when we can see our lives, 
as simply just the story retold in another way, we begin to find meaning in all of the good and in all of the darkness. And so it doesn't fully matter if we are in the topside world or the underworld. And perhaps we are in both at the same time. But we know, we know that there's something deeper here, something more meaningful, more aligned with our truth when we can welcome in the highest of joys and ecstasy and the depths of pain and suffering into this heart, into this moment, into this expression of the divine. Thank you so much for listening today. May you live and die and live again and walk in both worlds as the queen of life and death and life again. Aho. So go ahead and find me at MichaelaRoseSoleil.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A-R-O-S-E-S-O-L-E-I-L.com. And you can also find me at Instagram and Facebook at the same spelling and the same name. Thank you so much for tuning in, loves. I love you. Have a beautiful day.